What's up guys, it's Cody here, and before we kick off the show, I wanna talk real quick about our sponsor, Trojan Brand Condoms, the number one most trusted condom brand. Can you believe, this is true, 70% of men don't even know that different condom shapes exist? So it makes sense that those same guys have issues with condoms because the wrong fit can make them super uncomfortable. You ever try to put the wrong cap on a pen? It doesn't work. Or you end up with ink everywhere. That's where Trojan saves the day with over 30 different varieties of condoms to choose from, offering the right fit for the right guy. Trojan also has a whole range of pleasure-enhancing products like lubes and vibes, that's what they call vibrators, I just learned that, that'll unleash your sexual confidence. But we can get to those later. In the meantime, pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and of course, enjoy the show. You don't have to have a condom on now to listen to the show, by the way, just, you know, if you have sex. I remember the first time I've seen Two Girls, One Cup. I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know. I didn't even know that girl's shit. After watching the video, I cried in my room because I was just like, I can't <laughs> believe that girl's poop. Hey man, you having trouble with life? Well, let me give you some advice. Hey, what's up? I'm Cody Ko, and welcome to The Pleasure is Ours, the podcast in which we examine some of the worst advice people hear their whole lives and try to make it better. Okay, they say everything happens for a reason. And I think I get why this phrase is so pervasive. I mean, it completely absolves you of personal responsibility entirely. Try it. I clipped a pedestrian with my Toyota Yaris. Everything happens for a reason. I fucked my best friend's girlfriend, but everything happens for a reason. Oh, it turns out I'm patient zero in the biggest HPV outbreak in the greater Los Angeles area, but <laughs> everything happens for a reason, right? These are hypotheticals, of course. I would never drive a fucking Yaris. Uh, let's dissect this one with a famous person. I'm joined today by an insanely talented rapper, songwriter, singer, and producer. You know him from his gold records, Dat Stick and Gospel, as well as his albums, Amen the Sailor, and the newly released EP, 1999. Ghostface Killa from the Wu-Tang Clan literally heard our guest music for the first time and decided he wanted to collaborate with him on the spot. He's also one of the funniest people on Twitter, in my opinion. I'm talking, of course, about my friend, Rich Brian. Hey. What's up, dude? <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Amazing. Hey. That was really sweet. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. Where are you right now? I'm currently in a hotel room in Cabo. And Cabo? Yeah. Have you been here? Yeah, I love Cabo. How um how many like when you were here, how many days were you here for? I don't know. I've been there I mean I usually I'll go for a week. A week, okay. Why? I'm, 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 I feel like you're about to flex on me or something. No, no, <laughs> A week, no. that's it. Cool. No. Yeah, yeah. I come well, here for I months mean, at a time. It's, so it's not really it, like I don't think it's really a flex. I'm I'm here for like two weeks um, with my girlfriend, and we've been having trouble. Like I don't know, just like looking for things to do. <laughs> like you're not I supposed to do anything. Spanish. That's the that's the point. That's the, you're supposed you're not to supposed to do anything. That's the point. Nothing. You're supposed to lay by the pool and drink margaritas and coronas that's what maybe i've been sex seeing on the beach that's what i've been seeing around me and i'm just like how do people like feel content with this <laughs> I'm, I'm actually the same way when i'm on vacation i like i mean maybe more when i was younger but like reading by the pool was like the last thing i was like it's boring so like, what yeah we're gonna go on hot. vacation and not do shit yeah and exactly. it's hot yeah but that's what that's what relaxation is i, I don't want to complain I'm not complaining. It sounds People... like you're complaining a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you right now? I'm in LA. Oh man. I'm I at my place. 
I haven't been in LA for I've been away from LA for about uh, like three months. Three months. So where you where you you went home, right? Um, no, I actually um, I went to China. China. What? Yeah. What for? You went. <laughs> I was in China by myself for three months. I was. I mean, I wasn't by myself, but I was like, I was doing this thing, this this work thing, which I don't know like how much I'm supposed to like talk about it. But I basically had to go there for three months by myself. Usually, like when I travel to other places, I go with my team. But I was just by myself, and it was a really great opportunity. But at the same time, it made me feel like really, really isolated. The funniest thing is like I, you know. Everyone thinks that I can speak Chinese, but I can't at all because I just I look Chinese. You know, every single time there was like a conversation happening around me, I'm just like not included. So I just feel like I just feel like I'm like the little brother that no one like talks to. So it's basically been like three months of that. So I just, you know, at this point I'm in Cabo because you can't fly directly from China to the U.S., because okay. uh, they're going to be like, have you been to China for the last 14 days? And yeah. I'm here. So I could just be like, no, I haven't. I've been chilling in Cabo. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's even more of a flex. You're just in Cabo to quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even here for vacation. I'm just here killing time before I can go home. <laughs> yeah. So you were in China for three months straight. Yeah, dude. For a work thing. It's for a work thing. And I was mostly... Just by myself in my hotel room every single day. So it was kind of depressing. Oh, man. But That's sad. What were you doing? Just jerking off a lot? I was jerking off a lot. And <laughs> I was I was FaceTiming with my girlfriend. And we were just doing long distance. Nice. That definitely <laughs> took a toll on my mental health. And I cannot yeah. wait to go back to LA. <laughs> we should hang when you're back, dude. I know. But um, listen, I feel like your story is the ultimate example of the phrase, everything happens for a reason. I mean, a, literally a year before you were born, a dictator who had pretty much banned the internet in Indonesia was overthrown. Then you taught yourself English and got really fucking famous using the internet. But at the same time, that phrase, you know, sort of discredits all the hard work you've done to carve out your own destiny. Mm. Does everything happen for a reason, in your opinion? I feel like we're, you know, we're kind of pinning fate against hard work here. But maybe it's some combination of the two. I feel like sometimes you make your own luck. What do you think? Wow. Okay. Um, does everything happen for a reason? This is something that I've been thinking about a lot because I've been like, I've been learning a lot about like the universe and how everything's connected and shit like that. And it's weird because, you know, I've experienced things where I feel like I would subconsciously do something that, you know, at the time I may have thought it was like, a bad decision or like I was under a lot of stress and then like a few days later or a month later I look back at it and I was like oh I'm so glad that that happened or I'm so yeah. glad I did that so it's weird it's kind of like I, I feel like everything does happen for a reason because like we're the you know we as people like we do things and we think that we're doing things but I feel like at the end of the day kind of shit just kind of unfolds as it's supposed to that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a that's a better way of putting it. Yeah. It's not it's not I feel like it's not it's happening because there's some you know, your your fate is written and predecided for you and so everything's happening mm-hmm. as as a, a part of some plan when really it's like everything happens and you work it out. You know, like it yeah. works out. And yeah. so that's why you look back and you say you say, "Wait, I'm really happy that happened. That must have happened because of this." And it's like, "No, uh-huh. it just everything happened in succession and there's a silver lining to a lot of things." Mm. except 
you know, the sh- the really shitty things in life. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, like, you know, diseases and stuff like, you know, I don't have to, we don't have to get into that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Or, or we, no, we, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, cancer. Fuck it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what about like, you know, you're you're in a relationship right now. Yeah, you said you're with your girlfriend? Yes, I am. And you're deeply in, in love? Mm-hmm. Or what? <laughs> no. That's an awkward Not at all. Question. Yeah, you're like, Not, no. Actually, I'm, no. You know, hopefully it's, it's... one day, but for now we're just kind of taking it day by day. <laughs> She's cool, but there's a lot of things about her that piss me off. <laughs> no, um, I'm, yes, I, I have a girlfriend and she's actually in the room right now and she's listening, but she's out of frame and okay. she, she can't so, hear you though. She's just hearing me. Okay, good. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. But I think she's cool too. Cody just said you're cool. <laughs> she said, "Oh, thanks." <laughs> but do you think, yeah. like, do you do you look back and you're like, with at least like your exes, do you think, oh, I'm like, I'm glad that I, it didn't work out with them because now I found this new person, or maybe I learned something from them. Like, I'm trying to say, like, do you think everything happens for a reason when it comes to relationships? Yeah, I mean, I I haven't I haven't been in too many relationships, but I think the relationships that I was in like previously definitely made me learn a lot of things about like how, you know, just, just how shitty things can be. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, cause when you get into a relationship, like for the first time, you're kind of like, you're kind of learning as you go. And yeah. I, in my past relationships, I definitely learned how in a relationship, it's not, it's not always, it's not always sweet. It's not always. Yeah, uh, it's almost like you learn, you learn what you don't want. Exactly. Pretty much. And then you find someone new and they're like, you're like, wait, you're not all these things I didn't like about the I last know. person? I thought everyone was like that. I know. You know what I'm saying? I know. And I feel like I still have like some emotional baggage from my last relationships. Okay. Sometimes I, I feel like I overcompensate or try to anticipate little things that I, I just remember how my ex was and adjust myself so I don't experience that reaction again. Also, like, realizing that, like, oh, you're actually a completely different person. You're not, like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to, like... Yeah, 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 which is a very relieving feeling. It is, definitely. So, yeah, I think everything that's happened for a reason in that case. Okay, but what about with stuff like Two Girls, One Cup? Why does that video exist? If everything happens for a reason, why does that (laughs) video exist? (laughs) Yo, the first time I've... I remember the first time I've seen Two Girls, One Cup... It was when I was about nine years old and I was in (laughs) Indonesia. I was in Indonesia and my computer was in the living room. And this was like probably like the second year that my family decided to like install internet in my house. And I was on Facebook and then someone had a link and I just clicked on it. And then my mom was like right behind me. She was like sweeping the floor of the house. And then as soon as the video started playing, like I just saw like a girl just taking a shit into a cup. (laughs) But my mom wasn't looking at me. She was just like, she you know, she luckily like, I just saw her reflection on the monitor. And the first thing I did was like, I just unplugged the cable from the CPU because it was like the big ass computer. (laughs) And it just, it was just off. And I was just like, I... I didn't even know what it was. I didn't even know that it was like this. You I know, didn't even this... know that girl's shit. <laughs> what? I mean, You're telling I... what? That was the most shocking know. part. Yeah, I like. I remember after watching the video, I cried in my room because I was just like, I can't <laughs> believe that girl's poop. 
<laughs> uh, wait, girls be shitting and farting as well as yeah. us? Like, um, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe you were nine years old when you first saw that. I'm thinking about how fucked up that is, and then I'm like, dude, nine year olds are seeing worse shit on TikTok right now. The average, oh my God. you know, the average, the average like thirst trap TikTok is probably worse for your brain than two girls one cup is. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is with two girls one cup is like you know that it's not it's something that you're not supposed to see. But yeah, if it's thirst yeah. traps, it's kind of like it makes people think that this is like the standard <laughs> of how people are supposed to act. Take, you mean TikTok? TikTok does? Um thirst trap at least. Oh, thirst traps, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not two girls one cup. That no, yeah, no one looks no one's looking at that and saying, Oh wait, this is how things should go. This is <laughs> <laughs> no one's uh, learning anything from that video. Oh no, I learned a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the only thing your brain does when you when you watch a video like that, it's like it's like turn it off, turn it mm-hmm. off. I don't know what it is, but when you're on TikTok, your brain's like you know, I, it's just like Give me dopamine more. and just yeah, it's like Instagram on steroids. You know? Uh huh. Are you on TikTok? I am. You I, like it? I, I to be honest, I do. I I try to like. I feel like TikTok has a lot of cool, I don't know, I feel like it's a really versatile app where I can just like find a lot of different kind of content, like an inspiration. Like if I want to like, I don't know, I I sound like a boomer, but it's definitely a a great way to kind of like keep up with what the kids are up to these days. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that is that is definitely true. Yeah, I find myself I feel more in tune when I'm cruising TikTok. How often do you go on TikTok? Every day. Every day, yeah. When I'm shitting and stuff like that, mm. that's the that's the number one app that I open up now when I'm shitting because <clears> it's the most entertaining. Yeah, I also like I've I started making TikToks, um, yeah, just for fun. But yeah. I feel like recently I've been I, I really want to post another TikTok, but I just don't know what to like. I don't know what to what to post because I want to like I get this thing where I just become like competitive and I compare myself to the other TikTokers. Yeah, and I want to like make sure that my TikTok is like. You know, up to par with the. <laughs> well, with the here's the thing. Shit. That's a good segue because that's why you're so successful. Because I see that drive in you to be the best at whatever you're trying to do, right? Whatever Ooh. medium you're conquering, you're like, I want to, I want to, I'm competitive. I want to be the best. I want to be better than the ones that I'm seeing. Yeah. And so that's why I think that this phrase, everything happens for a reason, is kind of shitty because it discredits everything that you've done to put yourself in the position where you're at. I mean, you're the. You're the best example I can think of of this because you literally taught yourself English. That was the, f- that's, you know, like that's so commendable. That's the first thing you had to do to even take a step forward in, in your dreams of becoming, you know, an entertainer. And right. that's the hardest thing ever. And you fucking did it. I, I disagree, man, because you, you made an app and I feel like that's like, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the craziest. That's just like, you want to become a successful, like, person then you you make an app like that's that's a route that i've never seen anyone take and i just really respect that but i think you're the first person to ever say i dude i respect you for making a a meme app (laughs) (laughs) like you literally taught yourself an entire fucking language from youtube videos and you're gonna look at me and be like yeah but you wrote an app one time (laughs) no i i well thank you first of all but yeah i think for me it was just like, I think like when I first started learning English, I was like just watching a lot of YouTube videos and I wasn't even trying to learn English. It just kind of came naturally. Like one day 
I was just watching a lot of um, vlogs and stuff like that. And I was homeschooled, so I was like, I would spend a lot of my time just by myself at home um, when my parents would like be at work or whatever. And I would just like talk to myself. Like <laughs> I would just, I, I, I realized that like, the voice in my head is not in Indonesian and it's in English. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like, cause I'm so used to like watching people speak English and I would like talk to myself, like how people would talk to like their vlogs at home by myself. And you know, that would like, that's how I would practice my pronunciation. And I, <laughs> so you'd be like, you'd be at home alone just going, what's up YouTube? Today? <laughs> no, honestly, though, what's like, up YouTube I'm... today? We're going to go to yoga and then we're going to drink kombucha. <laughs> today I'm gonna be uh pranking my girlfriend <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no I I used to like be at home by myself and I would I would be like cooking or something and I would be like and then I'm gonna put the salt on the omelet and <laughs> just like like I and then sometimes I would like ask myself questions that I would like look at something and I would be like huh I don't know what do you think and I would just be like talking to myself <laughs> and I I just remember you know, it started off as just kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to talk to myself so I don't get lonely. <laughs> and it turned into me being like 14 or 15 in Indonesia and just having, at that point, I already like started making friends on Twitter, like from the yeah. US. And I would like talk to them on Skype like every single day. And I barely had friends in Indonesia at the time. So I like had more friends online. I think at that time, that's when I was super, super driven to just like, do something in LA and I remember thinking like shit like if I don't go to the US to do whatever it is that I want to do then I'm not shit and I just remember like just the pressure that I felt that I put on myself at the time and I would like literally be at home and I would like catch myself like pacing around my kitchen for like five to ten minutes just like thinking about like just imagining like huh, I wonder like when I get to America like I wonder what it's gonna be like just saying, just saying, what's up, YouTube? What's up, YouTube? What's up, YouTube? What's up, YouTube? Yeah. No, but that's that's amazing. I mean, it. yeah, it sounds like you were really driven. But why? Did you like American culture or did you like what you saw on YouTube? Did you think, okay, L.A. is the place where everything happens and if I want to be someone, then I got to get there or what? Yeah, well, to be honest, I had a really huge crush on Chloe Grace Moretz. And I knew that she lived in L.A., so I was like, I really <laughs> want to go to L.A. What? <laughs> really? <laughs> Have you seen her before? Uh, yeah, of course. She's like in everything. <laughs> what, yeah, so what I, show did you see her? Like, how did you even find her? Well, I was like, I think I was like 13 or 14 and I watched Kick-Ass. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the love of my life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think like me being homeschooled like really made me feel... Like, cause when I'm like, when you're homeschooled, like you're not really friends with people. Like I would see like other kids in Indonesia that go to school and I would just be like, shit, like I wish I was, I wish I was like part of their clique. And I wish yeah. I was like, you know, like there was a point where I didn't have a phone yet. And I would like look at another kid that has a phone and I'd be, I feel like s so shitty by myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I just really felt like somehow I... I belonged in like the the American social circle, I guess. Like in the like, I've I've always been really interested in just like the people and like the culture. Like I've always like just watching movies like Twenty One Jump Street, <laughs> or like I used to. It's a great great movie. Great movie. I was obsessed with watching like 
American like party movies. I don't know what it was. I, I just I just felt like the sense of humor and everything. I just I, I felt like I I that's where I would fit in. It's funny. I I kind of found growing up in Canada. You know, obviously it's not Indonesia, but <laughs> I would watch American party movies. Yeah, and I'd be like, that seems awesome, but it's a totally fictional world that doesn't actually exist. And because nothing was like that in Canada at all. Mm. And then going to a, an American college and joining a frat, I was like, holy fuck, it's spot on. You were on. in a frat? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was in a frat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I did not know that. I was like a frat boy for four years, and then I never really grew out of it. I still kind of am, but they nail it. They really do. <laughs> they nail it. <laughs> and I'd yeah. come home, and all my friends would be like, what's up, frat boy? How was, how was college? And I'm like, it's fucking sick. <laughs> Wearing a pastel shirt. <laughs> no, but here, this is what I mean. Like, you you really wanted to do something. And mm. so you took initiative and you taught yourself, you know, you pace back and forth <laughs> saying, what's up, YouTube? What's up, YouTube? Just teaching yourself English so that you can open up doors for yourself so that that could potentially be possible. Yeah. I feel like a better phrase for this is you make your own luck because that's kind of what you, you just work until something, you throw shit at the wall until something hits, you know? Yeah. On something sticks. Absolutely. It's a really weird thing because that's something that I still kind of, you know, right now I'm at a point where I'm doing everything. Like, I feel like I, I have everything that I've always wanted since I was a kid, since I was at that age, still being in Indonesia, like pacing around in my kitchen, thinking about what I'm going to do when I one day hopefully get to the U.S. to do whatever it is I wanted to do. At the time, I didn't even think about being a musician. I just wanted to be like a cinematographer. And I was, I don't know, like now thinking about it, it's like there's more pressure, I feel like. There's more pressure to kind of make things. And, you know, sometimes I'm like working really, really hard and and making shit all the time until I get stressed out or just like going with the flow but also like i don't know like sometimes sometimes i'm i'm kind of like i'm still trying to find that balance i think of enjoying my life and also like being hard working same yeah oh my god that's like my biggest that's my number one issue i'm glad you said that that really resonates with me because that's seriously my my biggest thing i have no idea i still can't find a balance i, I can't do it because like i when i'm working i'm on and i want to work and i'm working way too hard and then i burn mm-hmm. myself out and then i never want to work again mm-hmm. and then i just i just go through this these awful like peaks and crashes and peaks and yeah. crashes and it's just like doesn't that make you think sometimes like why am i doing this <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes i'm like i'll just why don't i just go back to a nine to five where my day was structured and my entire life was like was you know you're working and then you're not the, segre- or the fucking division there it was good for my brain almost because with five o'clock right. you're fucking done you don't wor- worry yeah. about work you go and you have a beer you go work out whatever mm-hmm. but now it's like anytime i'm not working i'm get i'm falling behind yeah and it's weird because that's like there there's some periods of my life like recently i kind of found this this perfect harmony between my work and my personal life and i felt just super at peace with everything Right now, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of back just thinking about like, oh, I, I wonder if I'm like doing what I'm supposed to do right now or yeah. if I'm not working enough. I know, like, I know. <laughs> it's weird. You kind of go from, it's like for me, I go from this like mental state of being like, oh, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. You know, right. I'm going to, I got to trust myself that I'll do the work and whatever. But then I'm like, but I'm relaxing. I'm not doing work right now. So if I'm not <laughs> exactly. doing it right now. How can I trust myself? 
And I feel like it just goes back to you have to do shit to open up doors for yourself because if you don't, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, do you believe in law of attraction? Um, what is that? Again, it's, remind me. It's um, Well, it's a thing that like, you know how like on TikTok, I feel like recently there's been a lot of like people talking about manifesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's basically what it is. Like when you say something, like when you speak it into the universe, it'll come to yes. you. Stuff yes. like that. The, here's why I believe in that. I think it totally goes along with like, exactly what we've been saying the entire time. It, once you think it and you you think it a lot, you start to believe it. And then yeah. subconsciously you just you do the things that would that it takes to to make yeah. that happen. Like that's, that's when you really... really started believing, when you started thinking, it's not like you're just saying it and some fucking magic fairy is gonna make <laughs> it happen because they heard you say it. You say it, and so you're convincing yourself that it's true. When you said, I want to go to L.A., I want to go to L.A., I belong there, I belong there, I belong there, yeah. you really start to believe it. Yeah. And so then there's no other, there's nothing else for you to do but work as hard as you can on that thing. And like that's, mm-hmm. what, it, well, that's what it takes to make that stuff happen. Yeah. So I that's feel true. like this is, here, listen, we've been, this is a lot of, we're doing a lot of deep talking right here. I'm loving this. <laughs> Me too. But we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, Brian and I are going to turn this advice, everything happens for a reason, on its head. Guys, masturbation. Let's just talk about it for a second, all right? Everyone does it. You do it. I do it. Sometimes you do it. it weirdly, you know? Everyone's got different habits. Everyone's got different times. Some people are <laughs> morning beat off. Some people are... You know, prefer an evening beat before they, you know, go to bed, a little nightcap. I remember in college, you know, having to time out my uh, jerk-off sessions with my roommates, right? Just asking, hitting up, hitting them up, like, when they're in class. Hey, when are you coming back, just out of curiosity, just because I miss you? You know? No. It's to time it so that you can crank off. We've been masturbating for years, but guess what? There's a better way to jerk off. That's right. With Trojan's Tantrix Pleasure Sleeve. What could that mean? What are you thinking right now? Pleasure sleeve? What the fuck is that? Is that like a cardigan for your dick? Well, yeah, sort of. Okay. It's a handheld soft textured sheet that's really, really soft. It's as soft as I am in the face of adversity. Never been in a fight before because couldn't handle it emotionally or physically. And that's how soft these things are. It's designed to enhance the sensation of each stroke, and it just fits in your hand, which you know how to use already. The full range of motion allows you to adjust grip and pressure, and you can use it with water-based lube. And here you were, sitting there, like a dummy, thinking that Trojan only makes condoms. I mean, I was with you, also, before doing this podcast. I, I agree, I had no idea, but now... I know. They're like the apple of jerking off with this invention. Seriously, you remember when the app went, you remember when Apple first came out with the iPhone? We were like, oh my God, this is gonna change the game forever. That's what they're doing to jerking off. Trojan's Tantrix pleasure sleeve can be used for solo pleasure or tell your partner to chuck one on their hand and, and pleasure sleeve ya. You did the dishes. Time for you to get a hand job. <laughs> With Trojan Tantrix, there's a better way to do it. So head to your local Walmart or walmart.com and make masturbation so much more. All right, here's my best attempt at fixing this one, okay? Ready? Don't say it. That's right. For the first time on the show, I'm suggesting we shit-can this piece of advice entirely. The greatest kindness we can show this one is to fly to a random Scandinavian country where euthanasia is legal and put it out of its misery once and for all. I mean, sure, of course, everything happens for a reason. That's like saying water is wet. 
but it also implies we're just helpless puppets with no free will or control over our lives at all. If someone you care about is going through some stuff, why not try doling out some advice that's catered to their specific problem instead of going into sympathy autopilot? What do you think? You agree? I, I definitely agree. I'm I'm sometimes like when people go through stuff, I try my best to just like give them like a solid piece of advice. But sometimes my mind just goes blank and I'm just like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I just like give them like a pat that's on when the you, shoulder. That's when you fall back on. Well, I mean, everything happens for a reason. If it's right, it's right. It is what it is. That's like just nothing phrases that don't, that don't mean anything. Yeah. So actually, you, you were saying that you, you, you know, you dish out advice to people. What's the worst advice you've ever received? My parents were like, at first, you know, because the first time I asked them that I wanted to go to LA, like I was 13 and they were like, oh no, you're way too young. And, you know, we can't like have you just like way across the world and we can't like take care of you. I remember just feeling like I, that was the time to give up my, like on my dreams and just be like, okay, I think now that they clearly are not supportive of this of this decision like i'm just gonna deal with it and just like oh live my life in indonesia and so just, sad. <laughs> no but i mean it like it's 13 it's, years old well it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah I was, so sad. I, I was i was a realist um but <laughs> my parents like they were worried about me being in la because i feel like the cliche thing would be like Oh, music is a tough industry to get into. You should just, yeah. you know, be yeah. like, you should make like OnlyFans or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if your parents say that. Yeah. But, um, they, you know, it, it was coming from like a genuine place of concern. And after that, because I remember like when I actually, when I got signed, I was still in Indonesia. I didn't even tell them that I was signing to a label, but I just like, I got the, um, the documents like on the email and I just like signed it on like right signature or something. <laughs> and then I told my mom, I was like, I might be going to America for the <laughs> show. Um, and she was like, Oh, you should go. And she was just like, she was the one that was super against it in the beginning. My dad was just kind of like chilling. I think he just wanted to agree with my mom at the time, <laughs> but on the side, he's kind of like, I don't really care. But I, when I told my mom that she was like actually really supportive. So, so were they ever like, cause you had, you know, you were building followers on Twitter mm-hmm. by this point and then you were, you know, you're doing music. Did they have any idea like how popular you were or was the fact that you could even do a show in America? Like what to them? Yeah, absolutely. I think cause when I was like just starting off, like doing Twitter and like social media and stuff like that, they weren't really like I wouldn't really talk to them about it. I was just kind of like, you know, just do it in silence. And every time me and the family would go out and stuff like that, all they know about me is I'm just like, just just the the kid that doesn't really talk much. And, you know, but I'm always on my phone and I'm just like looking at, you know, like just thinking about like, oh, what do I tweet today? And yeah. I think they, they do follow me on social media. So they kind of, they they know to a certain degree. But the craziest moment was definitely when I started to like get articles like written about me in the beginning. That's when my mom was just really like, oh, wow, like this is a lot bigger than I thought it was. And it's definitely it's crazy to them. It's 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 definitely crazy to them because I'm just so normal around them that it's like they don't really expect anything. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you, what are they, what are you, what are you going to do? Be a rapper around them? <laughs> I know, right? Just like fucking walk around the house wearing a gold chain, <laughs> just wearing a gold grill, just flexing on everybody. <laughs> oh my God, a grill at the dinner table. Honey, yeah. please remove your grill. Okay, I made this nice meal. Can you remove your grill at least? <laughs> how would you feel about doing a lightning round i'm gonna name two people of note and you have to tell me who you'd rather take advice from two people okay all right yeah all right i'm down okay baron trump or king joffrey i don't i don't know who king joffrey is but king what? joffrey wait who's king joffrey <laughs> Honestly, I would pick King Joffrey too. He's from Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't, I don't even watch Game of Thrones. What, really? No, I mean, I was just late on it. Like the first thing that I heard about Game of Thrones was like that the ending was shitty. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch it to the end, but I heard that too. <laughs> okay, Lena Dunham or Siri? Siri. <laughs> Why? I trust Siri. Like, I talk to her more than I talk to Lena Dunham, so. <laughs> Jojo Siwa or Mark Cuban? Jojo Siwa. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I feel like Jojo Siwa has just kind of, like, gone through so much internet bullying that yeah. she has, she, she's, she just has, like, really thick skin. And I want to I wanna learn from her. I want to see what advice she has for me. <laughs> that is true. She's probably got some pretty great anti-bullying <laughs> advice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had her We had her tour bus. The last tour that we did, we, like, opened up a drawer or whatever, and there was, like, her, her like, touring package was in there, like, from her oh tour manager. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. And then we found her jacket, and our tour manager wore her jacket for, like, the rest of the time. <laughs> That is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And she was touring with like, I think there was like two other buses. She's doing like a stadium tour. Pretty fucking wild. I know. I want to open for her. I know. Me too. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Biggie or Tupac? I've I've heard a lot of Tupac songs that just made me learn a lot about the world, I feel like. And I'm sure Biggie has a lot of those songs too. And I'm going to sound really ignorant, but... When I think about Biggie, I just keep thinking about that one track off of his album where it's just like, I think it's like him having sex with a girl. And like, it's just like, just moaning sounds. And I was just like, ever since, ever since I heard that, I was just like, I cannot, I can't play this in the house. So, Tupac. <laughs> what were you listening, what were you listening to like when you were growing up? I was listening to like, just, just straight hip hop. Cause that was like my first time like just discovering what hip-hop is like the first song that i ever tried rapping to was thrift shop by macklemore okay (laughs) yeah yeah and then i was like oh this is interesting like everyone's talking about this music video i want to like i want to be part of this conversation and then i learned about like drake and like started from the bottom and like two chains birthday song and oh um, yeah yeah so i kind of like dug deep into like that vivo like explicit music video world (laughs) so i was like this is really cool yeah so i I would also like just listen to full albums on youtube and just like leave it on while i just like go to my other tabs just tweeting and listening to music Mm -hmm. all right david dobrik or dave chappelle dave chappelle i'm sure david dobrik has you know a lot of good advice (laughs) 
you know, if it's if it's if I have Dave Chappelle in the option, I would I would not like even look at David Dobrik. I think I think you have to take I think you have to choose Dave Chappelle there. The <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would not take advice from him? Um, David Dobrik. <laughs> <laughs> Stewie from Family Guy or Rick from Rick and Morty? <laughs> oh my God, Rick from Rick and Morty for sure. Why? I've never seen that show. You've never seen that show? It's, no. I feel like you would love that show. Um, Rick from Rick and Morty's character, to best describe him, is he's like an alcoholic uncle who's just like an asshole. But at the oh, same yeah, then time, I would, then I would love, then I would love. Him. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's really really smart and he's really good at dealing with problems under pressure. I sound like I have a crush on Rick and Mo- Rick from Rick and Morty, <laughs> but I don't know. I, like Stewie's, Stewie's like I just don't trust Stewie as much as I trust Rick. That's fair. Any U.S. senator or any cast member from Love Island? Oh my god, <laughs> this is a tough one. Um, uh, Love Island. Yeah, dude. Love yeah. Island because their advice would just be like their advice. Their advice would be everything happens for a reason. That's what their advice would be, <laughs> which is which is comforting. You know, yeah. you, you want to hear that shit. That yeah. makes you feel good where you're at. Yeah, that's probably the worst part about this advice. Is it's just like pandering. It's like everything happens for a reason, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, like I said in the beginning, oh I can hit people with my car. It's fine because then I'll just exactly. I'll meet a new friend in jail. You know. It's going to uh-huh. work out. It just makes you comfortable, and comfort is bad, you know? What, what kind of advice would a U.S. senator give you, you think? Uh, like, something about just, like, power, you know? Yeah. Like, definitely. you have to climb your way to the top. Oh, my God. People are going to try to stop you, but you got to get there. You know, I feel like anyone in politics would just, it's just, you know, it's, they're too concerned with power. Yeah. To really give any real, real advice. Yeah, that's true. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that's controversial. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've talked we've talked about the worst advice you've received, but before you take off, what is the worst advice you've ever given? Sometimes like people people would like show me their music and ask me like what kind of advice I would give them or like I, I don't know, just like ask for some like notes or whatever. You know, the thing is sometimes sometimes I do care. <laughs> like sometimes I really listen and I'm just like if I have the 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 energy to just like be like really give them like full on like super detailed criticisms that I will but sometimes I'm just kind of like this is this is happening at a weird time and I can't really think right now. So sometimes I like sometimes just like oh this is this is fire. <laughs> 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 like it's kind of tough cuz like with music it's all just about you just got to keep doing it and yeah 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 and you, do. you just got to that is it good that is good advice you do just have to keep doing stuff like in order to get good at something you have to just keep doing it like yeah as much as you can yeah so i guess the bad advice is just <laughs> i don't know man i'm stuck on this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're just sounds like you only give good advice maybe <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just that good. Just... <laughs> Maybe I'm just this, this. This is the episode where we find out that Rich Brian is actually just just has no flaws. <laughs> That's what we learned today, dude. You're perfect. Yeah, you're everything absolutely perfect. For a reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That's gonna do it for this episode. I want to thank Rich Brian so much for joining us. 
Some things in life are happenstance and completely out of our control, but it's important to remember that we're also sitting in the driver's seat and have free will. Even if you're in a Toyota Yaris, you can forge your own destiny to some extent. (laughs) And remember, using the phrase, everything happens for a reason, is not how you console someone who's going through a breakup or whose grandma stroked out during bingo night at the retirement (laughs) center. Send them a cake or something, you know? Is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything you want to plug or, you know, anything you want to say? Um, Definitely. I make music, if you don't know who I am, and I release an EP called 1999. You know, I usually rap a lot, but this EP has a lot of singing. And I haven't been posting about it that much because I've been so busy and I've just been really isolated and just feeling really antisocial. But I think... The most important thing is if you're feeling like you don't have enough work-life balance, it's okay because me and Cody go through the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fucking constantly on my mind, dude. Yeah. It feels good hearing someone else say that because I feel like I'm I'm the only one that's... Everyone else seems like they got their shit together and they're totally... I know. ...fine with what's going on and I'm just like constantly worried about losing what I've built, you know? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, dude. I think I think that's the thing. I think it's because no one talks about it because they don't want to seem like they're going through it. Because they feel like they're the only ones going through it. Maybe yeah. everyone goes through it. I think everyone, yeah, everyone probably does. Especially Drake. Everyone has to have... It, it's almost like imposter syndrome a little bit, too. It's like, I shouldn't it, be yeah. here. Yeah, I I have that 100%. Let's talk about the new EP for a little bit. Okay. Because I noticed it is. Yeah, it's like more singing, more pop. Is that like a, a choice you intentionally made? Like, or were you just in the studio and that's just what kind of spoke to you? This EP just happened just really spontaneously, actually. It was kind of just like a bunch of songs that I was making at the time that I just, I wanted to, you know, when I was making it, I wanted to just like not overthink for once and not think too hard about like, okay, when I put this out, like, what are people going to think about this? Like, are they going to think it's too singy or if it's, like, too not me sounding? And that's that's the kind of stuff that I always kind of get in my head about. But with this one, I I just wanted to make something that I, like, if I listened to it, then I would like it. And at the time, I just felt like singing. I wanted to explore that side of me. I did a lot of the production on this EP myself, which was fun. Just feeling like I have that, control over it was just like mm-hmm. it was really cool and some people are like oh no like Rich Brian is not rapping anymore like what's happening um but at the same time it's it's not really a transitional thing that I'm doing I'm not like yeah. slowly doing singy stuff so I can just leave rap forever or something you're not but- yeah you're not pulling in <laughs> MGK <laughs> is that is that what he's doing <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly did you see he completely switched genres. He now he's now doing pop punk music like Blink One Eighty Two type shit with Travis Barker. And now his album debuted at number one. It, like it worked. Oh wow! Which is which is pretty wild. But he that's like the biggest modern example I feel like of someone yeah. who's just switched. Yeah. Which there's no problem with any of that. I think that's just part of being an artist. Is like mm-hmm. you're probably like, well, this is a, this is what's inspiring me. So now I'm gonna do it. And yeah, people are like, yeah, but when are you gonna rap again? It's like doesn't fucking matter it's like whatever i want to do you know <laughs> yeah it also it also just like people forget that um sometimes like it depends also on the project like if this project has this kind of theme then it requires this much singing and like you know it, it always depends True. on you know it's kind of like a case-by-case situation but i still love rapping like at the end of the day like i really love just 
lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's what I've been just like super into. Like when I listen to music, I I I love listening to what they're saying. Yeah. Because it, I feel like in my previous music, like um, in my older works, like that's something that I wasn't paying super deep attention to. I was kind of just like focused on how it sounds and like the flows and stuff like that. So with this one, it's uh, I just wanted to sing my heart out, I guess. Express my inner Shawn Mendes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, here, I'll leave you to it. Go make some Cabo beats. Go make some reggaeton, maybe. <laughs> and it was honestly, it was great seeing you, dude, and catching up. And I know. I appreciate you being on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Later. Later. The Pleasure is Ours is a production of iHeartRadio and Trojan Brand hosted by me, Cody Ko. The podcast is executive produced by Ethan Fixell, produced and written by Jonathan Grimm, written by David Dute, and engineered, edited, and mixed by Matt Stillo. Our theme song was composed by me, Cody Ko, with additional music by Brad Kemp at Second Bedroom Studio. If you haven't already subscribed, rated, or reviewed The Pleasure is Ours, please do so on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, baby. Thanks again for tuning in to The Pleasure is Ours, presented by Trojan Brand Condoms. That's a wrap for our episode, and also, you should be wrapping it up in the bedroom. I'm talking, of course, about your penis. You know, when you're out there doing your thing, you gotta be safe, and you gotta get a condom that works for you. If you ever hear a guy complaining about condoms, it's likely because he's been uncomfortable using the wrong fit. He probably doesn't even know that Trojan has over 30 different size and shape varieties to solve all condom fit issues. So pick up a box of Trojan condoms wherever you get your condoms, and maybe even a second box that you've been wanting to try out. Look at you, you fucking sex lord. Go for it, buddy. See you next time.